Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson, talking some Villanova talk. I wanted to get extended more on Villanova. And I want to talk about the wide receivers. I just think that it's really been known and a little bit about running back, a little bit about quarterback. It's just, I just want to get more into Villanova sports right now as far as the football. Um, the receivers, they are really intriguing this year with the experience. Chenga Hyde and Joshua McGriggs. Joshua McGriggs had an unbelievable 100-yard game last year. He really showed that top-off ability. And if you look at everybody on this team who's playing, McGriggs is an experienced guy. You got Dez Boykin, who's next in line. You also got Jaquan Allen, newly commit from 2019 commit, who's a – I mean, that was just a great commit to get uh, at the, um, you know, late on signing day. And if you look at um, all the other players, I mean um, – Javon Jones, who I'm very and always been intrigued by, was such an intriguing commit. Played quarterback in high school, real exciting quarterback as a high school quarterback. I mean, real, you know, multidimensional, can do things with his legs, can throw the ball, you know, one of those guys. But he can also catch the ball. He can also catch the ball. So as I get more into Villanova and just how good they are as wide receivers, you know, um, wide receivers uh, that Villanova have, I mean, haven't been as productive. And, you know, you had guys like Gerald McClinton, Torrance Phillips, uh, Torrance Phillips, two guys who are explosive but just, you know, smaller. Smaller guys, they always had the smaller guys who end up uh, Jared McClinton. And, and Tarz Phillips, like I said, to be the two guys. They always were the guys who were, you know, smaller guys but explosive guys. Well, now you get some different type of guys. Changa Hodge has been waiting in the wings. He's tall. He can t- I mean, just feed this guy the ball. Get him involved in the offense. I think Chris Bolden is really, it's really going to be exciting to see what he does with the talent he has because he has it. Joshua McGriggs is a definite speedster, a guy that can catch the ball and be a very good weapon. Those are your two experienced guys you need to focus on. Then you got Javon Jones. You want your size, you got Javon Jones, and you got a guy like Dez Boykin. That's just good to have, those two guys. I mean, for real, Javon Jones, we haven't seen the best of him yet, but he is definitely a weapon. And he has size, a possession-type receiver you can use, no question. Now, guys like, uh, you know, you look at um, other experienced guys, you know, Chad Bourne and Kirkston, the two guys, experienced um but you also got, like I say, Jaquan Allen, and then you got Rowan Pringle and Jerron Hayek in the trench, just in the wings waiting. Pringle is an exciting guy. He can return kicks. He can catch the football. You know, I think he's somebody to, to really look at that can even help on special teams even more as a return guy. He, he's really exciting speedster. Jerron Hyatt can really play football. I mean, this cat can catch the football. and He can be dynamic. It's going to be something to see him worked into the offense. And um, Jaquan Allen is a special player. So now you're looking at this team, and like I said, McGriggs and Boykin, I mean, McGriggs and Hodge are the two guys we experience. You look at this shit, get the ball. Then you look at Boykin. And you look at Javon Jones, the other two guys, right there. They're going to get, I thought those were the first four guys that could get the ball, no question. Now, I think Jaquan Allen is talented enough to get some reps this year and catch the football. I really believe he will get some reps this year catching the football. And Hayek and Pringle, different. 
You know, they'll be waiting in the trenches. Also, Julian Liasi, let me tell you something. He's a guy to look out for to catch the football. Um, if he's healthy, he'll be a guy on the field catching the football. Liasi is a speedster, track star. That's the fifth guy you look at catching the ball. I mean, that's the fifth guy. They got five guys. If Liasi is healthy, you got five guys who can make an impact. No question about it. So now you're looking at this, and then you bring Dupree Bryant into the thing. I mean, wow. You bring Dupree Bryant, a small, we were just talking about the Tars, Tars Phillips and Jerry McClinton. This guy's that times two. He's like them 2.0. You put him, and then you got Boykin. People forget Boykin's another good star. He's a star, um, another guy that can be explosive. So you're putting two, the two, now you're getting two, small receivers that can punch a hole in you. They can punch a hole in your whole defense. And then you still got Hayek and Pringle. And then we still got to see what Liasi does. Like, it's just a, it's, it's more promise to this receiving core than people really think. And this year starts it all. It's like, I, I've, I've, I've been doing the Penn State, looking at the Penn State football this year. Same thing in the... Uh, Villanova basketball, like they have a lot, Villanova basketball has a lot of talent, and it's time this year to do it, and I've talked a lot about Brandon Slater, and Brandon Slater, and what he can cook up, okay, Brandon Slater, right now, Brian Antoine's going to be hurt, and they're not going to just throw him into the fold, expect Brandon Slater to get, this This is what could make Brian Antoine be a two-and-done, because, you know, once he comes back, we're going to see just how much impact he has, but like Wright's not going to feel like he has to throw him out there because not only do you have Slater, you have Moore. And I know people are like, what about Moore? Well, people, don't, he don't want to rush Moore either. You know, you're going to look at just how ready they are. But Slater played last year. He He's the guy that's next in line over both of them. So if Antoine will start if he's ready to start. But if he's not, Slater's going to start ahead of him. I can see that all through and through. They're not going to throw Moore in there. Even depending on how good he is, he would still be a backup. Like, Moore wouldn't start if Antoine couldn't go. That would be Brandon Slater. So, that's one thing. And they, and they can do that. Because if you look at Jermaine Samuels, you let him play. You can still give Slater that three-time. You can give Cole Swider that three-time. And then move back Dixon and Robinson Earl. You can do that. You can put Cole Swider at the three. There's no doubt about it. And then you put Robinson Earl at the power forward, backing up at some power forward, and you got Dada, or you can sit there and you can put Dada at the four, you can put Dixon at the four, you can do anything you feel with this with this team. So, like I said, expect Brandon Slater, if Antoine's not ready, or if Antoine has to be on some minutes restriction, Slater's going to get that nod. It's not going to be Justin Moore. I guarantee you it's going to be Brandon Slater. Uh, Jay Wright recruited Brandon Slater with all types of high potential and and, and just greatness in him. People forget about how much he loves Slater and Swatter. Like, they're not going to get time. Everybody's saying, oh, I don't think Swatter. Swatter's going to definitely get time. Whether Sadiq Bay's starting or or, or, or he's, he's backing up Sadiq Bay or Jermaine Samuels. He, these, this guy's going to get time. They're going to get Swatter the basketball. Same thing with Slater. Slater would back up Samuels. And I think he'll back up Antoine regardless. Regardless of what's going on, I think that Slater will have 
time at the two and the three, regardless if Antoine started the season as a shooting guard and was healthy or not. Slater will get backup time in both. You'll give Moore some time, but Slater will get more time because he's not going to rush his freshman. I just think that's, that'll definitely happen. That'll just also giving Swider time because you still want to get Sadiq Bay sometimes. So he's going to go back and forth. From three, Swider's going to get three and four time, and Slater's going to get two and three time. That's going to happen regardless. I see that happening regardless. They're not going to just throw more into the fold when you already recruited Brandon Slater and Cole Swider. They're not going to sit there and um, you look at Jeremiah Robinson Earl and you're just going to throw him 30 minutes. That's not going to happen. That's not, that's not people. I know what people are saying. He could start. I'm not saying he won't. I'm predicting he doesn't because of Dada's experience. But he could because of Robinson Earl's talent. You know, and, and you know, he lets it, the the history shows that he lets experienced guys get that run. And Dot Eyes did nothing wrong but evolve. That's it. I mean, I know you want him to have more, and then you bring Robinson Earl into the fold, and you feel like, whoa. I mean, now it's time to sit Dot Eye down. No, Dot Eye has been a champion. Colin Gillespie could have been set down a lot of times last year, but he wasn't. Because he's a champion. He fought it out on times when he didn't have to score as much. He played great defense, he made good passing plays. They know how to play. Both these guys know how to play, and people can't crush them. I was all on Quinley. Yes, I was, because I felt like Quinley was more talented. I still feel like Quinley's more talented, even though if, if I had to choose right now, I would choose Gillespie because he's a Nova Wildcat. So, but there's no doubt, I felt like we should let Quinley spread his wings. But, hey, Quinley Gillespie's still a champion. He's going to go out there and fight. He's not, you know what I mean? He's a guy who needs to learn some, just like um. That I did. That I just can't shoot threes. He doesn't have a real good mid-range game. He's an inside guy and transition guy and rebounding scoring guy. That's and, and if you give it to him in the post, that's that I. And so Gillespie can shoot the three, and so that makes him get more high percentage shots. But as a fit from the field, that I was better than anybody. So I just want people to understand and realize that. That this team is that talented. Like, I don't think people realize. I mean, we're looking at a lot of good teams next year. Louisville, Arizona, Kentucky, Duke. It's going to be Michigan State. It's going to be some real good teams, people, next year. It's going to be some real good basketball. But Villanova is one of those squads. You come in with Gillespie as a junior. He's a junior. Do you know how, what type of killer instinct him and Dada are going to have now? They play college ball. They had a whole – the year before, there wasn't a whole year of bumps and bruises and war wounds. Now Gillespie and Dada have played a whole year of winning the Big East Championship. Do you realize how good these two guys are going to play? Jermaine Samuels had his bumps and bruises. He needed he needed them more than Gillespie and Dada. Gillespie and Dada at least was healthy. Now Jermaine Samuels – Finally, really, really had his freshman and sophomore season at one. How hard was that? And he really learned himself and what he can do. I think these three guys, Dada, Gillespie, and I don't care what nobody said, Dada, Gillespie, and Samuels are the top three guys. They are champions. They are all three champions. Now, Bay, yes, he's going to come in. He's going to be dynamic. He was the freshman, one of the all-freshman guys. You know what I'm saying? Big East freshman, no doubt. Best Big East freshman, no question. So you put him into the fold and what he can do, and then you bring in Brian Antoine. There's no question that uh, Robinson Earl is going to get starters minutes. There's times that he'll get – I'm not even saying that if he comes off the bench that he won't average more 
22 to 18. I could see Dada getting 18 minutes uh, stretch. Them still putting Dada in there and then bringing Robinson Earl along uh, off the bench, but still getting more time. I could see that happening. But don't think that Dada is not a key factor. He's not going to be a key factor of this offense, just like he's a key factor of the defense. Because as good as, as Robinson Earl is, he isn't a better defensive player than Dada. So we got two guys, you know, Robinson, sometimes Dada can get a lot of fouls. And Robinson Earl is a good defender. But that's just how good Dada is, the energy he brings. Those two coming off the bench are going to be something. But then there'll be times you want to put Eric Dixon. He'll get some time. Eric Dixon can play. Like you're talk, we're not even talking about Eric Dixon and Justin Moore. If I'm talking about a three guard rotation, um, Justin Moore will get some time because he is a backup and Slater's a backup three. So what you're looking at is Brandon Slater still getting some time because he's been there longer. People are like, how could you say that? Because he's been there longer. So I can see him getting like, you know, you look at uh, uh, Jermaine Samuels and it's, you know, what I mean, you look at 24 minutes from him. 25 even. And we're talking about 10 minutes at the three and five minutes at the uh, at the shooting guard position for uh, Brandon Slater. I think that can happen. 10 minutes at the three, five minutes at the shooting guard position. I think that can definitely, I think it will happen because Brandon Slater can also defend on both sides. So, you have to use – people keep talking all this mess about – I know but only guys who are going to want the most time are going to be Jeremiah Robinson Earl as freshman and Brian Antoine. Those are going to be the guys going to be thrown in there. You need your backup center. You need a guy that can also – but you, you got Cole Swatter already that can play the four. So both him, Robinson Earl, play the four. Uh, Robinson Earl between the four and the five. He's going to have so many ways he can throw uh, matchups. I just think they're more as good as Moore and Dixon are. They're not going to warrant as much time as those two. I'm sorry. I mean, Antoine is automatically that 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 two guard spot is gone. That is Antoine's to lose, and it will not be lost by Antoine. I really see a lot of great play from Brian Antoine with Villanova. You're going to see just how Villanova develops great plays. It's a five-star. Anytime Villanova has a, don't count Quinley because Quinley didn't get milked like everybody else. And then you're talking about a shooting guard, not a point guard. Anytime Jay Rice had a point guard, he always brought him along slow. Look, Jalen Brunson was the starting point guard, but look at his numbers when he was the starting point guard for Villanova. Phil Booth and, and Colin Gillespie, okay? When Jalen Brunson came in, He's a different type of passive point guard. Quinley's more of a scoring point guard. Is able to do what he want with the basketball. Brunson's more patient. That's why they, everybody want to know how come uh, Quinley didn't get, start when Brunson did. Because Brunson's more patient. Quinley's more explosive. That's just it. He's more explosive. He has to be able to do what he wants with the ball. Shoot the ball, and then he can make things happen. Anytime you saw him in the open court, he did a lot of good things last year that people don't talk about. But that's just him. He needs to be able to do what he wants with the ball. Brunson's more patient. He don't even have to score for a whole game. He can have two points and affect the game as a passer. You know, play the defense, do the dirty work. Quinley has to do some flash on the court. You got to let that man run. That's just it. And that's what happened. He wanted to be able to, when he wasn't able to do that, he didn't like what was being done. You have to use Javon Quinley. Alabama, trust me, they will use Javon Quinley the way Villanova didn't last year. Quinley will end up going to the NBA from Alabama, and he will be a first-round draft pick. I'm still on there. I know Nas Reed wasn't. But, see, Nas Reed now, 
Des Reed didn't get that second time. Quinterly gets to get that time to shine. I mean, just watch out for Quinterly. Just watch out how he plays for Alabama. They got all these guys, Kyra Lewis and Petty's back and all that. But Javon Quinterly is that guy. He's the guy they're looking for, and they're going to use Javon Quinterly as a scorer. I mean, he can do a lot with the basketball and wait till he plays with Alabama. Um, Talking more about Villanova football, I want to get back to that, and we'll get back to basketball. Um, The running backs are going to compliment the quarterbacks, I mean the receivers, because if you look at Shanga Hodge and McGriggs, and you got Jalen Jackson, Damone Drew, and Justin Covington all have been around. Those are the ones you're going to depend on right now. Um, don't look out for Dez Boykin. I keep saying Dez Boykin is going to be explosive this year. He's going to do a lot with the football this year. I mean, this Villanova team, I- I'm just, there's no reason this year, like, something's going to definitely be wrong with Villanova football coaching. You know, those are my guys, but if they can't get a, a, a playoff team out this team, I don't know what to say. You got a six seven quarterback who's mobile, you got good minds on the coaching staff, you got um you got guys like McGriggs and Hodge. These guys have recorded one hundred yard games and have showed you how explosive they can be. There's Boykin, you got him to commit, which was a great commit. You end up getting uh you still got Javon Jones, he's showing promise. Your tight ends are six five, Ben Gillis and uh, Summers. Then you still got Stanton. See what like I'm really anxious to see this year is I see it all over, especially when you got a six seven quarterback and you got three guys on your offensive line with the chemistry and are as good as they are. Forget the guys that are going to come up. What you did recruit some. This is it. You got all the recruits you've been having and other guys about to come up. You know you got Jalen Jackson, Damone Drew, Quadra Ismail. You got two offensive linemen who are going to come in there, and um, one of those guys or two of those guys will be recruits. I mean, two of them both should be recruits, not even walk-ons. Just the, the, the guys they recruited, these are some good guys. And I said Billy Hanbrook and Nicholas Torres are two guys I'm looking at to start. I really think they, they're the ones that's going to start, but we'll see. We'll really see. But this is really a good Looking offense, and if 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 listen, it boldens the type of offensive mind which I think he is with Nathan Pagan at the receivers position coaching. This is really going to be something to watch on this squad. TD uh, Duro Arujai, that's a guy I really like. That guy, Ayo, listen, TD Ayo Durajai, that's TD is a bad boy. He's a track. I mean, that's one thing I, I was underrated on me. The guy's a track star, and yeah, he, he's a track athlete. And then you got guys like D. Will Barley. Like, this guy's feet is something. He's like Darren Sproles. So you got them waiting in the trenches. I'm just waiting to see what else happens and who else. Cal Moaning guy. This is a, listen, watch out. Like, I'm really, I'm really going to be looking at this, you know, as if, if he can make that move. He's a three-star running back. He's earned his keep. Let's see what happens. I really see Villanova making a push at Cal soon. Um, it's a lot of players. This is 2020 class, man. They have really impressed me each year. Last year was a good class, but this class, we'll see if they're just better. If they get the three defensive ends 
and they can get Perkins and Gordon, I'll be like, well, that's a good class. But if they can also get Khalid Perez and Morning Guy, that that's it. That's that's all you can that's all you can roll with. You get two, you get uh and, and Preston Zachman. If they can get all those guys, I gotta put it all in the mix because this is what it is. Preston Zachman, that's a linebacker. Okay? If you can get Christian Gordon, another linebacker, and Perkins. Wow. And then you get turn around and you get three defensive ends. That's six. Then you get Khalid Perez, that's seven. If you could somehow get Monin Guy too, that's eight. If they can if they can close out with those guys, Kyle Monin Guy, Khalid Perez, Brandon Perkins, Christian Gordon, Preston Zachman, Aiden Howard, Sakoni James. And they could turn around and get Jack Hall. That's 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 then you come back to me and tell me to judge this class with the other class. Now I'll show you why this is the best class they've had since 2017. Cause 2017 was a great haul, great haul. That was a good, good haul. I mean, last year is a good class that they got because, I mean, it's almost that 2017, 2019, and 2020 could be oof, wow. Like for real, those those are three big classes, man. 2017, 2019, and 2020 are three big classes that I can say that Villanova really brought in. 2018 is a good class, but it's not like 2017 was. 2017 had some some bad boys on that class. And then you look at 2019, and it's like, oh, whoa. For the simple fact, you got Connor Watkins and, and Jaquan Allen. Then you get T, uh, you get TD. And then you get Billy Hambrook. And then you get C.J. Presley. Then you get Hayek. Some good guys. But this class, if you're talking about the pre-Bryant, Ricky Ortega, you get Jay Picard, you get John Roden. I mean, seriously. Then you're talking about getting three dynamic, two of them are rated three stars by some recruiting classes, three uh, high-level defensive end. Then you get Perkins, Gordon, and Zachman. You know how hard it is to get guys like that with three guys transferring. There's three scholarships. So, yeah, I, I, I could see them going for that. And then you got Khalid Perez. You can get another a three-star tight end on your roster along with a three-star running back. Hey, I'm just saying. So we're going to come back, y'all. Look, this is me. I'm out again. A little scoop. I've been out, so I want to give some more news to the Villanova fans. No question. I also want to say back on the basketball. We can talk back. This is the last thing on the basketball. I know y'all been waiting. I was about to say, um, Devin Askew. Just pay attention. I say just pay attention. Just pay attention. Devin Askew, just pay attention. Like, um, Villanova missed out, and I, I don't think they want to go after a point guard in 2020. I mean, as much as Lynn Greer III is on the radar, as much as Terrence Williams could be, I'm just talking about guys they really are interested in, but my source I talked to, I don't know if anybody been following, but I said, even when before Jabri Abdurrahim and Jaden Springer even uh, committed, Villanova was focusing on 2021 class. All this time. And then you saw the early offers with Trey Patterson and A.J. Griffin just come out of nowhere. Before Jaden Springer and Jabri Abdurrahim committed, they were throwing 2021 elite five-star offers. 
I think, you know, Jabir Abdurrahim was a long-time target. They tried it. I think Jaden Springer, you know, he went to school with uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And, he, and you know, isn't like a he, he's out of their top list. So if you look at it, I could see that they really decided to go another route even after that. I mean, you know, some talks happened. It's like Johnny Juzang. Villanova really wanted Johnny Juzang in 2020. They really wanted him. But he chose to reclassify, and that took Nova away from it. They the both sides feel mutual until, you know, and then Johnny Juzang uh, uh, camp was like, yo, the roster where where does he fit on the roster? The roster's too big. You put him on that twenty nineteen class, and not only is the twenty nineteen class huge, you know what I mean? Because they would have went after him in twenty nineteen, but it's, it, it, he wanted that time. He wasn't gonna get it in twenty twenty. Johnny Juzang would have got that time. So. It was all that, if that would have been the long commitment, they would they really wanted Johnny Juzang. They really wanted Johnny Juzang. So I'm just gonna say this, man. Um it's twenty twenty one all day. And Devin Askew is a point guard and Philanova got a point guard in the twenty nineteen class with Chris Archidiacono. But I'm just gonna tell you for real, he'll get time, he'll get time to shine. But a guy like Devin Askew will be at point guard and Archie Diacono will be a backup for a minute. Gillespie's a junior, and so the 2020 class, if nobody's coming in, then the next year, Gillespie's a senior. And whatever point guard they get, if you look at it, whatever guard they get is going to be a senior, and then you're talking about getting Devin Askew, and you're bringing in Caleb Daniels, who will play next to Justin Moore. But I'm telling you, they are, Antoine is gone. For them to go after Caleb Daniels, y'all got to know Antoine is out of here. His plans are, are clear. He's gone. You don't sit there and get another guard to come in next year because everybody forgets about that. They didn't get a guard after 2020 class. They got Kalib Daniels, bro. They got Kalib Daniels, a guy that's already started. He got two more years left on his elegy. He's like, he got a grad transfer. He got two more years. And so when Gillespie goes after next year, because he'll be backing up and he'll be right next to whoever, then you got the 2021 class. See, people don't understand that. Like, Gillespie will be gone. And then you got Devin Askew coming. Everybody you got can play the off guard. and You can give Devin Askew the point guard position. I'm telling you right now, Devin Askew is, is the guy they're going after as a point guard. And I'd say that'd be the only person because this is a – this is a long road, but right now Devin Askew is a big target. He's the first point guard they offer. I very, very they they are going after Devin Askew first. And they're going after the guys they want early. And I'm telling you right now, they, they offer AJ Griffin because they've been recruiting him. But Trey Patterson, I see him being a Villanova Wildcat. I, I think him and I told you Nanny Njoku are two guys I can see both coming to Villanova. Njoku would be a good backup because you know, uh soon um That'll be the year when Roundtree is gone. Then, you know, uh, Robinson Earl is out of here. Then Joker will be a good backup to a guy like Eric Dixon. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Trey Patterson. Look, Tremaine Samuels will be out of here. Trey Patterson comes as a five-star. Who will be gone? You still got Brandon Slater, who could be the small forward. I mean, look at how they're – look at what Villanova's doing. Cole Swatter, these guys could be the, I see Slater, I see Swatter, I see Bay. 
I see a lot of guys who can get time to start. I think Slater, Swider, and Bay will soon be on the starting five down the line. And then you got Eric Dixon. You think they really have a good, like, you know, if, if Archie Diakono is the only starting point guard, that can happen. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Caleb Daniels will be there. I just really like what Ray Wright just did after a, such a hard season. He really didn't want this to happen again, and he really got some good recruits. That Jeremiah Robson Earl was a straight rabbit out the hat. So, yo, look, y'all, I'm out of here. Villanova Radio again, man. Straight Villanova. Straight Villanova. I did one with just the Sixers and Villanova to catch up with both fans, but straight Villanova here. Villanova Radio. I'm out, y'all. One, two, three. Holler at your boy, Lita Johnson. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram. Holla at me, y'all. All right, I'm out, y'all.